My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Wealth really um, transitions from the impatient to the patient. And uh, if you can be patient in your purchasing, um, you, you sort of set yourself up to, um, to, to sort of buy well. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we're back with co-founder of Yard, Nathan Gourley. We'll discover how I was able to ultimately change the home loan game by providing loans at a great price that is achieved through an easy online experience. You'll also hear the kinds of resources that inspired him, the mindset he adopted and much, much more. With the help of his business partner, Gooley delves into the reasons why he jumped into starting the company Yard. But while I was in banking, uh, you know, and I, I started to see the op- the opportunity to, um, uh, you know, to sort of do do something, um, you know, with a group of other people. Um, I started to sort of think about all of the people that I'd worked with um, over my career, who, um, who, you know, I, I really valued their insights and. Um, and I'd be prepared to pay them with, uh, effectively, with my own money. Um, and and uh, and and when when you sort of apply that test to um, to sort of an individual that you work with in a large organisation, it, it sort of can be quite quite a compliment. Is that you know, if you would if you value their skill set so highly and you would be prepared to pay them with with your own funds, um, uh, you know they're they're obviously um, sort of. You know, incredibly good good people and professionals um, to be able to sort of get on board, and um, you start to sort of uh, think about the uh, the types of um, skill sets that, that you might need, and, um, and and what I looked to do was to, I guess, um, see if I could sell the journey to um, to these people, and um, and and uh, and get them to to sort of move, you know, take a big risk and, and move across to to a new um, sort of startup business. Uh, how I met Tony uh, sort of in 2010. Um, I um, Tony was studying at the time, and um, and she was studying in the UK. And I, I went over to the UK um, to undertake a, a program um, as a part of my um, my my doctorate. And, and Tony was was undertaking the same program at the time. And um, you know we we got to to sort of to know each other and and. Um, and then um, I got to see how uh, sort of her career unfolded, and, and she found herself, 
in um, in a role as a, a management um, consultant working for one of the the larger um, U.S. Um, sort of American consulting firms, and um, and ended up um, slotting into a uh, into the financial services um, environment, and so um, by being sort of in and around, um, you know, digital business models, um, you know, mortgage and lending processes. Uh, she was, you know, a, a key, I saw her as a, a key sort of skill set to, to really sort of come in and, and drive, um, you know, I guess a strategy towards execution. She's she's an incredible um, doer and, uh, and and incredibly rational, which is, has been important to, to have around and then you know the the other people that we um we've surrounded ourselves with are um i guess subject matter experts who you know are, are extremely keen to make a fundamental um difference within this space so they're they're incredibly passionate about uh about providing people um with um the support um that they require when um they uh, go about purchasing property. Um, they are incredibly passionate about um, reducing the um, the waste that you know is uh, within the home loan market at this point in time. Um, and um, what they what they want to do is is deliver a um, you know I guess a, a unique new um, proposition to the market that that fundamentally sort of helps. Uh, people, you know, both get a better deal, um, get access to, you know, great amounts of funding, but then also not um, stress through the whole process um, whilst they sort of wait to understand where where they stand. As having a good relationship with your business partner is vital for success, Gulli explains how they develop their strong partnership. Tony and I had the opportunity to to work together um, on a um, uh, you know on a, on a project uh, that she was undertaking to uh, at the organisation that I was working for when she was working for, for her firm, um, and so we got to sort of see how each other worked, and and we also sort of saw uh, I guess the, the size and the breadth of the opportunity um, that, that was was uh, you know available in terms of um, you know addressing the I guess the um, the whole uh, end-to-end loan application process, which uh, you know is is incredibly inefficient and, and ancient, um, it's something that has not evolved, um, you know, probably since the 1950s. In all honesty, um, with with traditional lenders, and it's no, um, you know, right now, I guess in the last sort of 10 years, we've had this huge leap in uh, in technological advancement. Um, so, I guess from from our perspective, we both saw that there was a um, a, a massive opportunity to address um, the um, the process side of um, the home loan application for for people with property finance for people. The second thing that was quite clear was the obviously the the complexity that was embedded within um, the existing products on the market, um, and um, you know we, we quite like um, simplicity, and um, we also uh, both didn't like the um, the fact that. Uh, everything is up for negotiation and it's not quite clear um, if you're getting the best deal that you can possibly uh, get and even if you do you you sort of you still uh, feel a bit left uh, ripped off and and then the, the final thing that we, we just both resignated is that um, you know banks have bank branches which cost lots millions and millions of dollars to to run each year um, and then they have um, you know huge, uh, teams of people that, that are there to to run these manual processes, which um, 
just adds a lot of cost to the system. And, um, and consumers uh, sort of have to bear the cost of that efficiency, inefficiency within the financial services system. Um, so we, we sort of think by having like a, a, you know, a very automated um, back office model, we can deliver a, um, you know, a, a faster and, uh, and lower sort of cost product to the market, um, which is what we've been able to do easy shake of the hand to get this this business up and running i think we we both bring fundamentally different skill sets to the table uh obviously me with my my finance and um you know and and banking banking background and and then tony uh with her you know sort of strategy uh and and operations background and she's a fundamentally good people manager she's exceptional when it comes to execution and driving towards an outcome so uh, the easiest thing was uh, was agreeing the strategy, and and then it was sort of quite natural around uh, how we would then, you know, sort of go about executing upon it. And because of the, um, I guess, the different skill sets that we have, the division of of labour between the two of us uh, in those sort of early days um, was quite clear. It was just a matter of, you know, coming together for a greater cause to then, uh, you know, and and based upon our um, experience and skill sets, you know, applying ourselves to. Um, to doing, uh, you know, whatever the task was that, that we needed to nail. And, um, you know, this, this project is, is, is like uh, eating an elephant. Um, you you um, just need to do it sort of, you know, one bite at a time. And I, I really think that uh, where we are and where we want to go, uh, where we're only uh, sort of through one of the toes at this point in time. And um, I personally, I would not have been able to do uh, this without her and her skill sets. And, and also... Um, the other members of the team that we have. Gooley goes on to explain how Yard manages to fund their loans and investors, keeping in mind the safety issues. To address the safety issue first, um, you know, first of all, uh, like with any lending business, the person that takes the risk is the lender, um, because we're effectively, I mean, it's it's us parting with our money to um, provide to an organisation to or an individual to to buy property um, so the risk really is um, is on on us and and it's that that's 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 probably the the first point um, how we we sort of get our funding um, well you can you can only really get your funding uh, one way because if you think about it um, uh, you know property in Australia is quite expensive um, I mean, the average the average home uh, during the last sort of bull run up until 2017, um, the average house got above a million dollars in in Sydney, which is which is a substantial amount of money. Now, when people uh, need to to borrow um, to fund that asset purchase, they they're obviously taking out large uh, loans. Now. Um, the question then becomes, well, that's an awful amount of money. How do we then get access to um, that funding, um, first of all? But then how do we get access to that funding at, at a really sort of cheap, cost-effective uh, rate? And and the answer to that is um, is is through, you know, financial markets and capital markets. Uh, and, and it's actually no different uh, in a way to any other uh, organization that does lending, be it a bank, be it a building society or a credit union. Those companies take um, deposits, but deposits only make up a very small uh, amount of their balance sheet. Um, and what you saw sort of, you know, around 10 or 15 years ago, even the largest banks that only had um, 
50% of their funding came from uh, mum and dad deposits or even less than that, uh, to be honest, when when it was mum and dad deposits. And then uh, the way that they supplemented that funding was through wholesale markets. Uh, And what we've done is we've gone straight to wholesale markets um, to acquire our, our wholesale funding and and we, in turn, have you know very large institutional um, investors that provide us with our our funding, um, so we can then on lend that to to our our retail customers. No different to any other um, any other wholesaler uh, in any other industry. Um, so you know you could be an importer of um, packaging products, and and you import one hundred thousand um, uh, sort of. Um, cardboard boxes, for example, and and then you then need to find, or, or you then as the the wholesaler or the distributor, then sell those uh, boxes individually. Um, so that's no different to to um, the the funding model that, that lenders or all lenders take, um, you know, within within Australia, the US, the UK, Canada, and so forth. In terms of say like this wholesale retail type of model. Would you have to actually, I guess, take these funds all up front as a wholesaler first and then eventually just, I guess, offer them to retail customers which would be the investors, the mums and dads and so forth over a period of time? Is that kind of how that works or do you have, do you access those funds only when you need them? There's a few different ways of doing it and, um, and, and the, the right answer when it comes to funding a balance sheet is you need um, a lot of different options. Um, you can't rely on one. Um, if you do rely on one, that's when um, things can um, sort of come unstuck for you. Um, so, you know, right now there's a lot of financial market volatility um, caused by COVID-19 and, um, and in a like, look, if if we didn't have a diversified funding base in terms of who we were getting um, our funding from, but then also the types of funding that we were using, um, that's where organisations sort of get into problems. Um, banks, building societies, credit unions, lenders all fall in the same boat. So the key is is for you to have uh, a I guess a breadth of options available to you um, if you want to be sustainable um, through all parts of the business cycle. So right now, Tyrone, um, I mean, you know, we're completely open for business. We've got more funding than, than we could possibly, um, uh, you know, need. And uh, it means that um, we can we can continue to lend. Our operations just don't slow down uh, at all. And so we're in quite a competitive position at the moment via, via our peers because of the um, – the diligent and conservative approach that, that we take to how we fund our balance sheet. He discusses the duration it takes for his company to achieve what they offer to people. There's a few components to it and what we find is that um, it's, it's really driven by the, um, the property investor. So how quickly do, can, can they move or would they, would like, would they like to move? Um, and, and it depends upon their, their strategy or, or what they're looking to do usually. Um, so we've had people come to us, uh, you know, at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday saying, um, I, I need uh, sort of approval so I can bid on a property at 6 p.m. tonight. And, uh, and, and we can turn that stuff around. So it takes around about 20 minutes to go through our online application process. And that kind of gives us um, the, the information that the, the bulk of the information that we need from, from an applicant. 
the next step is then to to verify uh, what the, the applicant um, has has sort of um, put in the application um, and make sure that there are no errors and, and also uh, legally uh, or we need to ensure uh, or we need to get evidence um, you know to support um, what's in the application because um, what we don't want to do is to um, provide the wrong type of lending product to someone so um, what we then we then look to, to understand is I guess um, we do the objectives the requirements um, and needs around around the, uh, the the home buyer or the home purchaser and um, once we've we've sort of found out and we've got our um, our uh, I guess information together um, we then have a credit team that will uh, look through that application and um, and then sort of sign off that, that that's good to go and then once that application has, has been approved um, you know the individual um, can then proceed either to settlement if it's a conditional approval they then get the comfort that they can go and bid at an auction or you know make an offer on a, on a property or whatever it might be so for different people it can, can take um, different times like you know for for someone that uh, you know, might come to us and say look I am uh, looking at buying a property sometime this year and um, you know, I really want to get a good idea from from you guys on on how much I can can borrow, so I can refine my my search and, and narrow down you know the areas and the type of property that that I'm you know I can afford to to purchase. So we provide a pre approval. That person goes away, you know, attends some open homes, and it could be a few weeks or, or even months before we we hear back from them. And then and then they re engage with us uh, and uh, they say, look. I'm ready to bid on a property. I've found a you know a two bedroom unit that I really like. It sort of ticks all my boxes. Um, can I firm up my um, my application? And uh, and then we then go through that that process with them so that they can get the confidence to you know make an make an offer. Um, so it just depends. It, it's really it's really tied to uh, the applicant. We can move as quickly. Um, or as slow as um, as anyone um, would like, and um, and it just comes back to you know sometimes the the strategy and the needs of the objectives of the of the investor. Coming up after the break, we hear about Gulli's type of mindset he follows to achieve success. In my experience, there's there's probably no silver bullet, and it and it comes down to I guess your your goals and and who you are um, as you know one way or one method might um, might be better than another for, for you. And the best advice he has received throughout his property investing journey. Wealth really um, transitions from the impatient to the patient, and uh, if you can be patient in your purchasing. Um, you you sort of set yourself up to um, to to sort of buy well. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum, and you're listening to Property Investory. Have you reviewed your interest rate on your investment loan recently and discovered that you're paying too much to the big four banks? Or have they charged you fees on additional repayments, redraws or an offset account? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you are not alone. For being a loyal listener of the podcast, the team at Yard are offering you a low rate 
fully featured investment loan with no application fees and with unlimited additional repayments, unlimited free redraws and a 100% interest offset facility. Because everything is done online, they pass the savings back to you and make the process seamless. Trust me, I have tried Yard and it's been the easiest application process I've ever experienced. I was done in less than 10 minutes. To get your investment loan, simply visit propertyinvestory.com forward slash yard or you can SMS your details to 0499881040 and quote yard spelled Y-A-R-D. Gooley strongly believes Yard is more beneficial online, not only for him and his company but also for the clients. The reason why we um, we have the online process is that um, we want to avoid people having to use paper-based forms um, because that's frustrating, right? And 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 we want people to be able to submit, be able to submit an application for a loan from anywhere in the world on any device, right? So they could be sitting in a park um, in Europe on their mobile and they could submit an application, right? So they could be sitting in front of a desktop computer in their office and they can they can submit an application. They can do that in around 20 minutes. But what's key though, is that you need to recognize that every single property investor um, has their own story and their property investing journey is unique to them. Um, their property preferences um, are different their investment strategy is their own, their cash flows, their income types and their spending patterns are unique to them and um, and there is not one case that looks identical to another. Uh, every individual is different and as a lender, it's important to really nail what a customer um, needs and wants today and also in the future. And if we as a lender were to send people through a broker or through some sort of offshore call centre, we would not get that understanding. So what we have to do is we supplement a digital experience with a, a really highly skilled team of personal loan consultants. And we make that loan consultant the sole point of contact for every single investor um, all the way um, through their journey with Yard from um, you know their initial touch point to all the way through to, you know, like, Hey, my conveyancer is um, Joe Bloggs. Here's their phone number. Can you please help me deal with them? You know, like the whole process. It's just one person, and um, and we find that that's sort of quite critical in, in really getting to know um, the individual and what their objectives are and how we can best um, sort of help them. And if you didn't do that, you wouldn't know your customer that well and it sounds like you have had so many conversations and that, that's fantastic because then you can tailor the best product for the market which is your customers as well. Exactly and, and also just, just turn stuff around so much faster um, which, is what, which is what people want. After settlement, is it just pretty much business as usual if they just start paying the loan and all that? It's not much different, is there? Once that customer's got their loan, um, uh, you know, they, they, they become a customer of Yard, um, they still... They still maintain their initial touch point, so that that person that they've been speaking to all the way along is is still then there to to help them with anything. It could be, um, you know, oh, hey, I got locked out of my internet banking. Um, can you can you just sort me out? And and that person can help them. Like a whole range of, of activities. Like it could be, you know, reissue me with a new statement, or it could be, hey, look, I'm thinking about. Uh, 
you know, I, I purchased that 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 place from you. Um, for example, you know, I, I had a customer um, who had bought a, a, an investment property down uh, in Hobart, um, and and they, uh, I, you know, continued to to sort of communicate with them, and then and then following um, the you know sort of the, the settlement a few months later, um, they they sort of started exploring options of of. Uh, of consolidating their superannuation and, and went down the path of establishing an SMSF trust, and uh, and then that resulted in I guess you know helping that person acquire a um, a, a residential property for their their SMSF. Um, so it's important to not just um, uh, keep like or be aware of of what the the strategy is um, behind that person today, but you you can't just then, like you know, say goodbye and like leave leave everything um, to them. Uh, otherwise, like you're you're truly not not helping them um, for their next objective or their next purchase down the track or you know upgrading a home or it could be even it could even be taking cash out to do some renovations or, or to buying a car. So, like the post settlement, the you know the the contact doesn't stop, but obviously. Um, you know, people. There's not as much um, that 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 you can help um, someone with. Like it's sort of quite active through the application process, and then sort of post settlement, um, it's as as per the you know the customer really requires. He goes on to share how important it is to build up long-term customer relationships. You also want to be able to give the confidence um, to someone like. And this is why we we want people to have their own um, sort of uh, personal sole point of contact. Is that you know you, you you might you might really want to move quickly with property, and um, you might see something, and you and and you and and a lot of like savvy investors, they they know the value of of that asset, and um, and they don't want to have to wait uh, as an existing customer sort of six, seven, eight weeks just to get approval. They they want to be able to pick up the phone. Call their contact um, and uh, and and get an understanding of where they stand, you know, pretty quickly, so they can confidently go and and uh, and make an approach for for that that next investment. And so that's what um, we feel as though is is quite key is is having that that personal uh, individual, uh, that personal um, sort of you know touch point that people can or, or our customers can sort of just draw on and use. Uh, so that they, um, if if something does change, uh, in you know, in with what they're doing, they can just sort of pick up the phone and, and have that chat. After successfully implementing Yard Online, Cooley delves into how it all came together. We have a very experienced um, uh, chief technology officer who um, has you know sort of like uh, global technology experience in, in with financial services companies in in different markets and. Uh, and uh, he was sort of quite keen leading the architectural design um, for for our business, and um, and then once we um, you know once we sort of had, had designed our, our architecture um, and all of our, our security layers, um, which which is a huge um, part of it, uh, we then sort of set about uh, getting getting that that then built. Um, so you know there, there's a variety of um, sort of different componentry that, that goes into to our technology. You know, it's a combination of, of both systems that that we've um, you know constructed constructed ourselves, but but also to um, you know third party systems uh, that that you know we we sort of uh, you know 
buy or license and integrate into um, into what we're doing. Like there's a lot of stuff that, you know, uh, it, it works and it works quite well and it's new and it's nimble. Um, so it's like, well, why waste the time and the effort trying to reinvent the wheel, uh, you know, license it and, um, and integrate it into what we have. So technology has been, um, you know, is, is obviously a really big, Part of our business, and we'll always continue to to be one. And um, uh, I think the the approach that you need to take with uh, with technology is um, is you know like what is the problem that you're attempting to solve, and and will you uh, as a business uh, will will the feature that you're looking to add um, sort of create value for your customers and, and as well for your for your business? And and then the next question becomes, all right, well, based on those answers, I want to go down this path. Um, should I uh, build this technology myself, or should I um, license it or, or purchase it from you know a specialist provider? We take a look at what resources and mentors the investor encountered throughout his property journey. I get the opportunity now to speak with uh, um, you know people from all over Australia, um, day in day out, who um, are investing in property and. Um, what I can share is that there are so many different ways to make money in property and, and we see this through um, what our customers are, are doing and and um, and different property investors um, have uh, achieved uh, different things and and, um, and in my experience there's there's probably no silver bullet and it, and it comes down to I guess your your goals and and who you are. Um, as you know, one way or one method might um, might be better than another for, for you. And and I think if if you want to find um, a um, a mentor, uh, you you probably you should have already decided on what it is exactly that you want to achieve through investing in property. And and um, and you need to work out is it you know are you looking to uh, at property as a passive investment where you're you're buying and uh, holding property and if so you're not needing to do much for that property um, so it's easy for you to maintain um, a lifestyle away from your property um, it's quite passive um, alternatively are you looking to uh, generate some sort of forced equity through a property development and this can be a, a really great way to make money through property, um, but it often takes, um, you know, a, a lot of work um, that anyone that's been through that process will appreciate. And you you need to draft plans, you need to deal with council, um, be regularly uh, on site, and that's much more active. Um, so whichever way uh, you want to go, uh, you should look for a mentor, in my opinion, who has um, either worked on a similar strategy um, to you and or is at least on their way to achieving what it is you're, you're setting out to achieve. And um, honestly, um, this mentor is, is more likely to have experienced many of the trials and tribulations that you're going to, to encounter. And, and what a, a really good mentor can, can do is they can guide you through that and that that does not just apply to property investing, but but anything in your life is uh, you need to sort of work out you know where it is that you want to go, and then you you then back solve that and find um, someone who has gone through it in the past um, and can share their experience around um, 
you know, what they did, what worked and what didn't, and that will then prepare you for essentially what's to come. Gooley also shares with us the kinds of things he has read that have inspired him along his journey. There's some stuff that I'm pretty frequent in, in, in sort of reading and, and these days um, I kind of, um, I, I, can't, I really like, um, uh, you know, sort of different series of short sort of podcasts, articles and, and commentaries and like probably one comes to mind because I was, I was having a read of it this morning and it's something that um, I've been you know, reading on and off now for, for probably around two decades, like right from, you know, sort of my, my school days all the way through all of my education and, and working life. And it's a website called Molden Economics, M-A-U-L-D-I-N Economics. And um, it started out um, as just one guy, John John Molden, um, and he started just sort of publishing his thoughts and insights. Um, but he now has um, around a dozen sort of, in my view, really excellent commentators, and they are publishing some pretty regular stuff. And they, they write on a variety of investing topics, um, including property, like economics and other things. But you know, like there's a, there's a lot of stuff uh, sort of there, and um, they're they're very quick reads and, and quick listens. And um, what it's done is it's it just gives me a clear understanding of, of I guess some of the forces that are driving investment markets and, and also the global economy. And um, I, I just find, uh, you know, when, when you, if you, if you are time poor, um, you, you know, sort of sometimes uh, shorter reads can, can um, provide you with, you know, very good uh, degrees of understanding of, of um, where things are at, but also inform your uh, opinion of uh, or help guide you around what you should or should not do. Is this some kind of like publication that goes out like regularly or is it just published on their website? You can go on, on, on the website and you can, you can sign up to uh, the email subs, um, sort of distribution list and you can sort of select the, the topics or, or, the, um, uh, or the authors that, that you, might, um, you might like or, or they might be writing on stuff that, that interests you. And, you know, it's it, not everything because there's quite a bit there now. So, so, you know, not everything that's on there is for me and, um, and I read the stuff and that, that sort of is of interest to me and, you know, if I don't get time for it, then, then that's fine. But, um, you know, like they, they often sort of also reference um, other podcasts and other articles and sometimes that's quite cool to get on there and, um, and see, those, um, see those other articles and that then, you know, takes you down like sort of another path of, of some pretty cool stuff that you can, uh, you can also tune into. The intelligent investor looks back on the best advice he has received that has helped him reach his goals. The best advice um, came uh, that's come to me um, was probably like sort of you know twofold. Um, like the way that, that I've seen things um, across you know sort of financial markets across uh, different asset markets uh, to date is that wealth really um, transitions from the impatient to the patient. And uh, if you can be patient in your purchasing, um, you you sort of set yourself up to um, to to sort of buy well. Um, if your um, uh, if if your go ahead decision is clouded, um, sort of you know by sort of emotive factors, or you know you 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 do something that's quite hurried. Uh, typically, uh, you end up meeting um, the price of the of the seller. Um, so. 
if you're patient, uh, you know, throughout the course of time, um, typically you'll be the beneficiary of, I guess, you know, wealth moving to you from from someone that is is perhaps less patient than you. I love that. That is very, very unique. Um, it's sort of sim- simple to like Warren Buffett, I guess, patience. I think I borrowed that from, uh, from yeah, you know, from him. Um, but then the other thing is, is like, you know, really like, um, you know, your, your experience, your knowledge and your education, um, you know, and this is a quote, right? It's, it's sort of like that sets you up for, uh, for what's ahead uh, in the future, and and um, and the, the more that you do do today, will will ultimately um, you know deliver you with benefits uh, down the track. Going back ten years, Gully shares what he would have said to his past self. Probably get organised and become more rational. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. And looking forward to say the next five years in your journey. Um, whether it be for Yard and also the property journey side of things, what are you most excited about? I'm excited for Yard um, because we're, we've got some some huge objectives, um, and um, and you know we're 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 obviously sort of looking forward to to becoming more of a household name. But um, but then just just personally, like, look, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what opportunities sort of make themselves available over the next um year or so. Um, because as I mentioned, like as my family grows. I'm going to need to upgrade the the family home at some point and, and get some more space. And um, you know, uh, like uh, it's not it's sort of it's sort of not inconceivable uh, given you know what's sort of happening in, in you know around the world um, for you know property prices uh, or, or or for there to be some value um, for patient investors um, in in the property space. And so. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to keeping an eye on the on the market um, to, you know, to ultimately make a make a property play and um, you know for, for over the medium to, to longer term. Totally agree. And there's going to be some opportunities just waiting for the next say three to six months or so when things sort of start to pan out a bit more. This is just too early to say anything what's going to happen. After the GFC hit, um, Australians spent you know um, some time shoring up their own balance sheets, and then once they became more comfortable, what they ended up doing was. Um, channeling their wealth into property and away from equities, and um, we—that's kind of what we then saw over the, the five years to the sort of late 2017, where you had nation nationwide housing prices going up by um, by 50%, and um, you know we saw house prices fall um, by around 10%. Uh, you know between late 2017 and, and mid 2019. Um, and um, but then right now we're we're not that far away from the the, the peak that they they hit. But with everything that's that's um, happening, it's not inconceivable for for prices to retrace again, and, and pockets of value to to obviously um, pop up. And and for any uh, savvy property investor, um, that's that's pretty appealing. And if if they've got a medium to long term sort of holding period. You know the ability to take advantage of any sort of pullback in prices that, that might happen is is you know an ideal to time to to actually sort of you, you know uh, go and purchase something and, and personally I, I probably fall within that category. How much of your success is due to your skill, intelligence, and hard work, and how much of it is because of luck? I think everyone sort of always has like a um, you know a fair a fair amount of luck, and um, you know I, I also uh, sort of think that. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of hard work that goes into this, and it's probably more hard work than than anything else. And I mean, you need to have a base level of intelligence. And, and for me personally, I just surround myself with uh, with really smart people, uh, and then just work really hard. 
Thank you to Nathan Gooley, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you'd like to hear Nathan's full story, simply visit propertyinvestory.com. Hey, before you go, just a quick one. For being a loyal listener of the podcast, the team at Yard are offering you a low-rate, fully-featured investment loan with no application fees and with unlimited additional repayments, unlimited free redraws and a 100% interest offset facility. Because everything is done online, they pass the savings back to you and make the process seamless. Trust me, I've tried Yard and it's been the easiest application process I've ever experienced. I was done in less than 10 minutes. To get your investment loan, simply visit propertyinvestory.com forward slash yard or you can SMS your details to 0499881040 and quote yard spelt Y-A-R-D. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. 